The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Welcome to Intuitive Connection, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. All right. So hello and welcome to Intuitive Connection. Today we have our fabulous guest, Sophia, here with some questions for the guides. And I'm excited to see what her questions are and what will come through. So welcome. I am excited to be here. Thank you for having me on the show, Victoria. You're very, very welcome. So tell me and listeners what you'd like guidance on today. I want to start off with general. Is there anything that's coming through generally first? And then I can go to my specific. I love these questions. And you know, it's funny because when I do readings for people, I always start with whatever comes through, but it's a little bit more daunting when you're being recorded or on the Facebook lives that I do. And I do a lot of readings in the Facebook group because people really love that and it's really fun. But I always hate when people are like, just what comes through? Because in those big settings, it can be really hard. Uh, But for you, what comes through is you're going through a bit of a transformation transformation. And uh, the word that comes through is a softening. So you're opening up to sort of newer and softer ways of living your life, of doing things, of how you understand people, relationships. In some places, you might be setting boundaries where you didn't before. So that might not seem like softening, but it is because you're setting those boundaries so that you can relax, so that you can release, and so that you can start to live a life that's just a little more soothing, a little more joyful, and a little bit more aligned with more of your higher and truer self. And I think it's been a long time coming. And I think it's been sort of like one of those changes where you hear the whispers for a long time. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, big changes have happened to me. So that's just my first general read. I don't know how that lands, but that's what I get. So it's a change in probably uh, your whole way of being. That is actually landing very well. And my question is about this transformation. All right. So you've pretty much hit spot on. I am experiencing this transformation and I know that my life, there is a purpose to my life. I know that that is the purpose that I am slowly working towards. Uh, I don't know what the purpose is, but I know I'm in the right direction. That I know. 
I also, I'm trying to set the stage here because with the transformation, there is some confusion as to which direction I need to go from here. So there is this transformation and I'm working towards it. Then on my other aspect of my life, there is a job offer, which is a really good job offer, I think. But will I know consume so much of my time that I feel like this path that I'm finally getting on, I'd have to give up. Got it. And so there is this tug of war there. And I want to know what my spiritual guides are saying about that. Oh my God. That is such a cool question and such a cool place to be. And again, I'm going to tell you like I did before we started recording, but I'm going to say it again live because it's important that you hear it and the listeners hear it. It is never our spirit guides or my or any intuitive to tell you what to do. Sure. So information will come through to help you frame the situation. And the guides say I might have an opinion. Oh, good. Um, but, But again, when you receive a reading like this, you know, you're always in the driver's seat and the ultimate decision is always yours. And, you know, there's oftentimes not as bad choices as we think. There's just different routes to take. They all lead to the same place. But I do love that question. I'm going to feel into it a little bit. And then I'm going to ask you from some specifics if you're able to share those. And I do feel like, and again, you tell me if I'm wrong, I feel like you've had a lot of upbringing, a lot of conditioning around how your life should work, what's acceptable to do, what's not acceptable to do. There's a lot of, I believe, conditioning too. It's both in terms of profession, but Mm -hmm. also how you interact with other people. So it could be like the way families are structured. It could be what girls do and what girls do not. So you come from a culture, I believe, that has a lot of these prescriptive elements. I mean, and all cultures have them, but yours just seem there are certain ones that are kind of sticky. Now you are telling me as I'm reading you that you think that your family is somehow a little bit different and they may be, but not as much as you think. Mm -hmm. So you have inherited, I believe, some cultural standards of how things should be. And they didn't always go with who you wanted to be, or maybe even they did for a long time. They really Mm -hmm. did line up for a very long time with who you wanted to be. But as sometimes happens, we kind of come to the end of one paradigm, one belief system, one way of being. And we're like, okay, been there, done that, ready for something else. And what I get for you is confidence. Do you have the confidence to kind of do you and do this new you for this next phase of your life? And I think the job offer is just, this is off the top of my head, because when you give me more information, more might come through. But off the top of my head, I think that job offer is telling you that you could take the road that you're on to the next level if you choose, or you could try something else altogether. And so I look at it as an option and a crossroads both at the same time. All right. I'm going to stop because that was a lot. And tell me how that landed and what you got from that. So crossroads, yes. And again, that is where the confusion is because it is a crossroad. Yeah. So both are as attractive. One, I know, and when I say one, I'm talking about my purposeful life, which I have started and landed on and moving towards. That obviously is attractive because that is what I know I need to do. I need to do. I have to do that. I cannot not do, right? Okay. But then there is also this job that is very attractive. And I know that once I take this up, I'd have to then give up part of this purposeful life. Okay. Because it's a big corporate job and it's going to take away a lot from me, which right now I am podcasting, I'm passionately living and purposely living. 
So this is going to intrude in there. Got it. So it's going to take more of your time, more of your energy and take away a chunk of your freedom. Yes. Yeah. And so the crossroads is, do I pursue freedom or do I pursue the accolades and the rewards of this promotion of this big deal job that, you know, my old me would have been salivating for. And my new me is like wondering, can I let that go? Yes, you got that. Yes. Yeah. It's such an interesting situation. And I feel like it's a mirror for where you are in your life, knowing that you could continue on the path that you were on and be super successful at it and continue to grow there or explore something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I already have started exploring. Right. But what will hurt is I'd have to give some of that up. Right. Now, one thing that I get, and I'm going to kind of feel into it for you, I think you kind of, you've decided more than you think you have already. But one thing that I get is sometimes these discrete choices, either or don't turn out to be as either or as we think. And mm-hmm. sometimes too, again, I think you're assessing the job pretty well. And I'm sure you don't want to tell me on camera what it is for privacy reasons. So that limits me a little bit, but not that much. Some of your expectations of the job are completely accurate. Well, I can tell you this. It is a banking institution and it's a director level job. Okay. Yeah. So it really is a different paradigm. Yeah. When I look at that job and I look at that particular place, it is a good place on paper. It is compared to where you worked before a reasonably functional workplace. It is not going to be your favorite place that you ever worked in terms of the people that you work with and how you work with them. You've had much higher vibing places. It really is about the accolades of saying that you did it and you worked there. It is not woefully dysfunctional either. It's just kind of meh because it's just, you've worked at places with really good teams and really good people and you really like that. This is not that place. It's very sterile. It's very... um, I'm reading it through you a little bit, but I think I'm also getting a read. So it's not the most dysfunctional place I've ever been at all. And I am married to someone who works in finance, so not to throw him under the bus, but I know a lot. But it's not the happiest place you've ever worked either. And it is a place where expectations are high and flexibility is lower than what Mm -hmm. you're used to now. Even in a remote situation, the flexibility, they require a lot more face time. The guides are saying they they require a lot more buttoned up short time. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I don't know if that resonates. I guess it does, right? (laughs) So not the beautiful gym wear that you're wearing right now. Mm -hmm. It's not hard for you to do. It's work that you would be fine at. You wouldn't have a problem and you would make friends and have a peer set there because that's just your way of being. Mm. But it wouldn't be as much of a fun people to work with. Actually, that is very important that you're telling me that. That will then be part of my decision-making equation. Yeah, it's not terrible. You've had such good jobs where you've had, which is shocking to me in the line of work that you do, that you've had just really fun, good teams of people that work together and had a really good time. Mm -hmm. And this place is a little bit more sterile. It's a little bit more corporate and it's a little bit more, everyone's looking over their shoulders to see Mm -hmm. what everyone else is doing and to not get kind of stabbed in the back. So there's a little Mm -hmm. bit more paranoia there, which Mm -hmm. takes some of the camaraderie and fun out of it. It's like, you know, like no one really wants to get drunk at the holiday party if they know, you know, that it's going to be used against them. And don't get drunk at your holiday party. That's a really dumb idea. It's a work function. Duh. I agree. But anyway, 
this is like to the extreme of like, people are always going to be guarded. They're always going to be just a little bit disingenuine to the extent that they're watching you, you're watching them. There's that wall there. And Mm -hmm. I think that you can work with that. You've worked with that before. It's just not as satisfying for you. The work itself is interesting, but I have to say, if I'm reading you correctly, it's nothing that expands what you've already done. You know, maybe it's a bigger title. Maybe more people report to you. I don't even know if that's true. I think it's more just a bigger title. It's true. No, there are more people reporting into me. All right. So more people are reporting to you. It's a bigger title, but it's not that fundamentally different than things you've done in the past. There's a little bit of excitement I can see about having a bigger team and having more authority and being the go-to person. But at the end of the day, I think that the day-to-day of the job will feel very similar to jobs you've had in the past. And not necessarily your favorite jobs either. Because again, you're a people person and you like that camaraderie. Okay. It's also a more male oriented place. Even if everyone in your apartment is a woman, mm-hmm. the feeling of the place is more male. So look into that as well. Okay. It's just more male dominant. But the real thing that the guys want to ask you, and again, mm-hmm. I think people who are listening will be interested in hearing your answer if you're able to feel into it now is you need to kind of figure out the reasons why you would want this job. And then, you know, decide if those are the reasons and the things that you want to pursue. Is it for the saying, I could do it? Well, you did. You got the job. You don't actually have to take it to know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Is it because you're really excited about the opportunities to work there? Is it because the money is really important and you'd like to save a little while longer right before going rogue and just doing your own thing. So if you get clear on the yeses for this job and the reasons why you would want it, that will help you decide if it's the right choice. But there is sometimes this idea, a lot of people go into finance with this idea, I'm going to make my money, whatever that number is to you, you know, and then I'm going to bail, I'm going to bolt, I'm going to live the life I want to live. And it's part of the culture, I think, for some people, especially at a certain level of I'm going to get this and run. I feel that if you go into it with that energy and your energy sinks a little bit when I say this, so this is not necessarily the choice that sparks the most joy, if I'm reading correctly, but Mm -hmm. we're going to play it out anyway. Mm -hmm. If you went in with that approach, what I would say is don't put your heart and soul into the job, right? Show up when you need to show up, do what you need to do. You have a certain amount of integrity, so you're not going to ditch anything or leave anything behind. Uh, But you you may not go like 112% if you know that this is as far as you want to go in the company and that you'd like what it has to offer you, but you're not necessarily all in and doing this for the rest of your life. That is a different energy. And so if you went in with that energy, you might bring a little bit more play and joy into the job which might lighten it a little bit for you, not for the people around you. They are not thinking that way and may also free up some time to do some of the things that you want to do. Well, I'm also looking at it this way where, yes, you're right. In this industry, people are uptight. People are looking over their shoulders. Things are not very compassionate. And so I'm also thinking where these things need to change. And of course, I can't change a whole industry. But if I go in with that, desire to bring about some humanity, some compassion into the role and try and influence people who work with me and maybe the whole department, that I think would give me the joy. Yes. So I understand your desire to bring the light into places. And I think you've been doing that your whole time, but it's also being aware of where your light is going to shine the brightest and where it's going to be seen, right? Because there are places where I would 
get up and share the work that I do. And there are places where I wouldn't. It's not Mm. that I'm afraid or that certain places aren't worthy. It's just a matter of where we expend our energy. And so it is easier to light up some corridors than others. So please be aware of that. Sure. The other thing that I'd like you to look at is any conditioning you have around self-sacrifice around work. And this may come particularly from your paternal family member. Mm-hmm. It's you know this idea that I need to sacrifice to support my family. Mm. The other thing that's coming through, it's come through about two or three times. So I'm going to say it again. And this requires a bit of a leap of faith and there are no promises, but it keeps coming through. Remember my friend, if you manifested this job, you may manifest one that has more of the requirements that you like, such as a higher pay and more flexibility. So this may not be the best job that you've ever been offered, mm-hmm. right? Another mm-hmm. option is to take this particular job and keep looking for something that's even better. So keep in mind, all of these options are there as well. Sometimes we manifest based on what we believe is possible or what our mind is telling us are the options, Right. Mm -hmm. And if your mind is telling you, I can be free and start to do what I want to do finally at this phase of my life and explore my passion and have a podcast and have fun, or I could bite the bullet, be good at my job and make a lot of money so that I can, you know, support my family. And I believe that these two things are diametrically opposed. Do you know what life will show you? Mm -hmm. Life will show you a crossroads where those two things are diametrically opposed. Right. If you can feel into the fact, well, maybe, you know, if I could manifest this, I might be able to manifest a job that I would enjoy where I could bring my light more towards, even if it is in finance and make a little more money and still have some flexibility. See how that flows a little bit differently. Okay. Interesting. That's a very interesting point. Right. So thinking about that as well. The other thing that I get is even if you keep the job that you have now. Yeah. I do get the sense that you still have the money to pay for what you want. It's just a little bit slower. You tell me if I'm wrong because you know your finances, but you're not choosing between quitting this job that you have now. I assume you have a job now and taking the other job. And it's just the job that you have now offers more flexibility. So you Mm -hmm. can do other fun things, but it feels to me like you still pay most of the bills and then some. It's just not as huge a windfall as the other job. Correct. You're right about that. Okay. So be aware because it's almost like if I'm reading you correctly, you're doing your accounting between having no job at all and having this really big job. And you're forgetting that you have a job right now that's actually pretty palatable to you. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything coming through for the purpose side of my life? First of all, purpose can be a lot of things. So purpose can be staying at a job. Purpose can be going into a big corporate finance job and lighting the way. Um, I think that's part of my husband's purpose. You know, he's a really nice guy in an industry that isn't that nice. And I've known throughout the years of working with him, the number of people from his jobs that will come up to me and tell me how nice my husband is and how he's helped them. And I know that that is extra touching in an industry where that doesn't usually happen. Mm. Right. And so that can be part of your karma and part of your dharma as well. For you, I think right now you're really being asked and being called to flow into what's exciting for you, flow into what you enjoy and experience a little bit more freedom. I just don't think you've had a lot of freedom. And I think you're getting a little bit heady with freedom in a good way because freedom Mm -hmm. is one of the highest vibes there is. So I think, again, it's this crossroads. I can be free and I can be happy Mm -hmm. or I can support my family. 
And I do think it's a familial thing that you inherited and you were told or shown by a family member that you can't have both. And so I would love for you to feel into the fact that why can't you? And why does it have to be a choice? I'm also getting, and this is a little bit bizarre, but I'm Mm -hmm. also getting that, you know, sometimes we think that it's our job to carry our kids. And look, I'm all about if we can save them from student debt and loans to do that because it's not the best process. But I'm getting specifically in this case, and again, feel into it for yourself, that sometimes it's empowering for a child to make choices based on limited resources because then they have more skin in the game. Mm. Okay. And again, it doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to leave him high and dry. I don't think you're in that position, but you know, it may be a choice of going to the school that gives him more money, right? And working towards finding schools that will give him money. And so sometimes, even though that feels like that might, especially those of us that, you know, have this big, I got to get into the best college I can get into mindset. But sometimes the hidden value in that is he'll have more skin in the game and, and he'll appreciate it more because he'll have had to make those choices and he'll have had to think about that himself. Does that make sense? That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. And he's not someone who's against doing that either. He likes having some responsibility. He would love to earn money and help pay for his own college. He would love to feel like he earned part of his own way. So if you end up in a position where he needs to go to a school where that gives him merit money, mm-hmm in a way it could be very good for him. So I just want to put that out there. Sometimes we think something's a limit that's a gain. Okay? Great. And it brings up another general point that I want to share with listeners too and I've shared it before. You know, oftentimes we feel like there's a choice between doing what is in our highest good and supporting and caring for others. And look, when we have children, there's a certain responsibility that comes with that and honor it, please. Some parents don't and that's really 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 a shame. But on the other hand, when we are listening to our highest call and following that, right? And when we are taking care of ourselves first, putting on our oxygen mask first, it does not mean that you let the person sitting in the seat next to you not get an oxygen mask. You just wait till you're breathing and then you put theirs on, right? So you're still taking care of them. But when we tune into and align with our highest self, our highest longings, our deepest needs and flow with our soul, naturally, normally, everyone else will get the experiences that they need as well. And it's a scarcity thought when we think that it's me or them. Mm. Okay? It doesn't have to be. Now, sometimes, and this would not be the case in your case, sometimes when we do what feels right to us on the highest sense, other people's egos don't like that idea because their conditioning is way deep in scarcity and they're like, what are you doing? And that can be a little bit, you know, destabilizing. And then we question ourselves, but that's not what's going to happen here. Your son, whatever you choose, is going to be fine with that choice. And again, he's very empowered to be a participant in this process. Okay. Beautiful. I love that. Yeah. So I just want you to recognize that too. And you're not in a position where he's not going to college. So that's good too. Or that he has to settle for something like terrible. You know, you're in good shape. I am in good shape. Yeah. So you know, financially, you might feel like you're in a little bit better shape with this other job. The question is, is it worth it? Right? I do get if you take that job and you don't like it, it's not the end of the world, but it may hasten your leaving the industry altogether faster. Okay? And you sense that, which is the other reason why you're a little on the fence. It's like you feel if this goes south, you wouldn't want to go back to another job 
that was sort of not at that level. Yeah. And so you may just go and do something else altogether. Which is not all that bad. Right. Exactly. So, you know, even if you took this step and you didn't like it, it would just hasten the transition that looks like you kind of want to make anyway. Just right now, you're able to have a foot in both worlds and it works. You're right about that. Okay. Yes. The last thing the guys want to say before we wrap up, and sometimes there's many last things, so hang on. But one thing they want to say before we wrap up in terms of purpose is, you know, we often think of purpose as something that we do. Again, for you, purpose is following your joy. I think purpose is having fun. I think purpose is freeing yourself up to be a little more free and to do a lot of different things. Because I actually don't think you hate the work that you do. I think you'd like to do a bunch of different things at once. And I think that's kind of your sweet spot, not being stuck doing one thing. And your purpose could change because you could find down the line that maybe you want to use some of this finance skill to help other people or to help people build small businesses that are spiritually aligned or I don't even know. And you Mm -hmm. don't need to know. Mm-hmm. But I do get the sense that our purpose doesn't have to be one unified thing. Sometimes it is. Sometimes we wake up one morning and we're like, hey, I have this intuition thing and this is how I have to use it. And this is how I have to structure my life. And then we do that. Um, but even my purpose continues to evolve. And I recognize that the highest purpose isn't this work I'm putting out into this world, right? I love what I do and I love doing more of it. But my highest purpose is just being me and enjoying the hell out of it. Mm. Right? That's our primary purpose here. So remember that. Whatever lights your soul on fire is what you're here to do, period. And everything will flow from there normally and naturally. And it's not necessarily something you have to do, force or push or figure out. That is actually so profound. I love that message. Yeah. I would just continue to enjoy the ride. Know that you don't have to just do one thing. Know that it's not a choice between supporting your family and experiencing your joy. And know that when you're doing and you make the choice that's aligned with you, everything else will align to and more opportunities will arise. I would say as well, if you don't take this job, give yourself some time to grieve the loss because at some point in time, that was the pinnacle and something that you really wanted. And if you decide now that you're not going to grab it, there will probably be a little mourning process Mm -hmm. of what could have been, even if it's not right now, right? At some point it was the dream. And so sometimes we have to, you know, give ourselves a little space to let that go. And if you do take the job, you know, I still think it's all going to be fine. It is. That's what you see too. So either way, it's a win-win. Yeah. Even if you take the job and you hate it, then you'll just leave it. So (laughs) with a little more money in your pocket, most likely. So that is all I get for today. Thank you so much. I think people are really going to benefit from this episode. So thank you so much for sharing your light with us today and with the world. Thank you, Victoria. It was really nice chatting with you. And thank you for all the lovely messages. You're very welcome. And uh, thanks to the guides. Thanks for everyone for tuning in. If you enjoy these readings, the podcast, yes, please let us know. We love getting your emails. We love getting those beautiful five-star recommendations on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to. It's really great for getting the word out there. 
And uh, you can find us also if you want. I do a lot of free readings in the Facebook group, Intuitive Connection Community. So you can learn more about me there and the work that I do. And if you want your very own private reading, uh, sometimes people ask me, they actually ask me, do you actually do readings? (laughs) Do you do guidance like you do on the show for real? That is actually how I get paid. So you can sign up for that too. And you can find me on uh, my website, which is listed below or victoriashantu.com. All right. So thank you everyone for tuning in and namaste. Namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on The Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.